Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love Podcast. Last week, we talked about reevaluating your life's vision and purpose. Now, when you take a big hard look at your life's vision and purpose, you might find that what you are currently doing doesn't exactly line up with your reimagined future you. And that's okay. So today we're talking about jobs versus hobbies versus your actual purpose and life's mission. Yeah, I'm glad we're digging into this because last week, like we said, it we had that episode. And if you haven't listened, please go back and listen because there was some if I do say so myself, really powerful (laughs) stuff in that episode to help you just dig a little deeper on your purpose and the way you're kind of facing every day. There was just a lot of value there, but it led us to have even more conversations about that. And really, I think a lot of us get stuck on what you were just saying, Meg, of this idea of, well, this is my job. This is my hobby or the thing I like to do. And then my passion or purpose or my why or whatever, it kind of just gets lost somewhere in there. And then we can have trouble identifying what that actually is or how we actually get there. So we're going to dig into all of that during this episode and hopefully give you a lot of practical steps to take forward on this journey of yours. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So obviously sometimes your job and your hobby and your purpose can all be one and the same. You've been able to make a job out of your hobby and you love it because it's you living into your purpose. And that's totally amazing for you. But if you're like the rest of us, that might not be what's happening right now. Like, I'm a perfect example of this, honestly, because I have a job. I am working a 40 hour plus job a week. I have a normal income paying job like like many of us do. And I have a hobby. It's my blog. It's The Savage Mom, which many of you know about. And I love that blog, but it's just not going to be an income stream for us because it's just not really like, I love doing it. I think it's super fun. I, it, it makes my heart happy, but it's also like not a mission or a passion in my life per se. And then we have the fools in love. And that is really where I think both of us have this mission and this purpose. And that's where we're really trying to like go forward with our life is just helping people kind of start the journey of what we are currently doing. We want people to have better lives and have better relationships. And so for me, I have all three different ones. And I think that hopefully that helps me give a better a better perspective to those who are kind of struggling to f- figure out this idea. Yeah, I think if we're being real too, most people fall into the job and they have the job and the job that they hate. Because a lot of people I talk to are not living in a place that you're talking about where I mean, that's amazing if they are. And I'm very thankful for you if you are. And if you are, please reach out to us. That I just want to hear about it. That is so cool. I love hearing about people's stories, especially when they're leaning into things that they love to do. But I digress. The thing that I hear more often than not, and I've lived this for much of my life, is doing things that I really didn't enjoy doing because I needed to do them. Like it was just a job that I wasn't finding like any passion or really sinking my teeth into, I didn't enjoy doing it every day, except I enjoyed the paycheck that came in from it. And so 
you got to really dig in to figure out what that is for you because I think that's important to note because most people are like, well, I want to do those things, but I have this thing over here called a job that's making me money, which is awesome. Don't go quit your job by any means. But then they don't ever expand out to see what their passion really is. And then we've heard it a lot. People die with their dreams. They, They don't ever actually explore what they wanted to do because they were doing this job thing and trying to get their retirement built up and whatever else, which are all great things. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if they're not ever exploring your passion, then you're going to find yourself in a really unhappy place because you're not doing the thing that you've been called to do. Definitely. And just a side note, I actually really like my job. It just doesn't happen to be my purpose. So I'm totally happy and like, I'm totally happy doing my job every day. I I really like it. I think I'm great at it. I think I'm super competent. I think that I can hang out here for a very, very long time. But it does not do the thing that I'm called to do. And I just want to point that out that you might have a job that's totally, totally cool. And you still might not be living in your purpose. So there's just that little note. Yeah. And I, as you were saying that, I think it's important to break that down too. So like to me... A hobby is just something that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And a job is something that you're doing for the money. The actual money that you're getting from it is the purpose for you doing that job. And then your passion or your why is the thing you would do even if money wasn't involved. It's the thing that you would do regardless of what outcome there is. It's just what lights your heart on fire. And so that's the breakdown for that. And I think a lot of times when we start talking about our goals, we start looking at our hobby and we're like, well, I really like doing this. So it'd be cool if I could turn this into a job. And then we do this hobby, but we don't think about it in a job aspect. I mean, it's like, it's something we enjoy doing, but then we get stuck on, well, then how do you turn that into a job? Because you look at it a lot of times, like a nine to five job, like I need to show up every day for 40 hours a week and do this because we've all been hammered in to the fact that that's what a job is. Like we got it from the way they set up jobs with this 40 hour work week and the nine to five. And it was really built on a concept of factory workers and making sure that they were like getting the job done, but that's not really the case anymore. And so you really, sometimes you got to break out of that to find your passion because we can really trip up on that idea that, well, this is something I enjoy doing, but I don't see an avenue to make this a nine to five. Therefore, I can't do it. And so a lot of times when you're thinking about your hobbies, you got to be a little bit careful. And this is the word of caution for today, because when you look at your hobbies, a lot of times you're like, it'd be cool if I could do this as a job. So then you go out and you try to start doing the hobby as a job but then you still treat it like a hobby. You know, you're not really putting every effort forth into it. And usually you fall back on that crutch of your job to give you the excuse to not really pursue anything further. I would argue that because you're trying to make it into a job, that's why you're failing because you're missing the whole passion part of it. You're forcing it to be a job. And as we just talked about, a job isn't necessarily, it's great if they are the same, but they might not be the same. So to try to fit that into that mold might just be a problem that you're having when you can't make it work because you're making it 
into something that kind of has that negative connotation that may or may not be something that you're willing to reach for. Yeah, I love that because you're right. Because like a hobby is something that you don't really need to see through. It's just something you enjoy. It's fun to do, but I don't really need to see it through. I don't really need to commit to it because it's just something that I just enjoy doing without much effort. But then, like you said, when you try to make that into a job, then you're taking this positive thing that you enjoy doing and putting it into this negative construct. And then for some reason, you wonder why your mindset's messed up when it comes to all of these intermeshing. And I actually love how Trent Shelton says it. He says, if you treat your dreams like a hobby, then don't get mad when your dreams give you hobby results. And that's uh, that's pretty powerful stuff right there. That's a little bit of an ouchie if you're in a boat like us where we're trying to make a make a few things work here. That's right. But I mean, if we're being honest, most of us try to do that. We try to move our hobby into something that can become a job. Or a lot of times we're just like, well, I'm passionate about this hobby, but I don't see how it can become a job. So then we just don't do it at all. And that's the thing that gets you really stumbling to find your purpose because hobby ultimately is something we love and enjoy, but then a job is something where we make money. So how do you get to the place where you can do something that you have purpose in that feels like it's like your mission in life that you were put on this earth to do? So before we get into that specifically, can you just tell everybody, because I love your story, can you just tell everybody a little bit about like your struggle with this area and like how you were feeling and kind of how you came to the conclusion and how you came to the ability to go beyond the job thing and really see what the future would hold for us? Yeah. I mean, I, I found myself at the beginning of this personal growth journey in a place where I was asking some really big questions. And the reason I was asking these really big questions is because I had done everything that the world told me I should do. I mean, I had the wife, I had kids, I had a good paying job of leading a company, and yet I was miserable. I was just unhappy. And so I grappled with that because it was really confusing because if I have exactly what the world's telling me is a success, then why don't I feel successful? And why don't I feel fulfilled? And why am I put on this earth because clearly the thing I'm doing every day is not bringing me joy. So was I meant to be miserable? Was I meant to be this way? Or was I, was something seriously wrong with me to even be questioning that? Like, why am I even asking this? Cause the people around me that I see just in comparison game, which is never a good place to go. They appear to be happy. I mean, they're punching the clock every day. They're fine. They're showing up. They're, you know, going home, watching their Netflix, chilling and moving on. And, why am I sitting here struggling and talking about these things and asking those big questions? Like, why am I here? What's my reason for getting up every day? Because at the time where I was asking these questions, I felt really unmotivated to do anything at all because I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I was cemented in this place that regardless of what I did, this was going to be my life. This is going to be the construct of my life. And this is what every day is going to look like for the next 40 or 50 years. And so if you find yourself in that place, it's very unmotivating because you feel like no matter what effort you put in, you're stuck. And see, I was living in all of this with that fixed mindset. And the thing is, you can't ask those big questions and be living in the fixed mindset or you're going to lead yourself into a deep depression because you can't feel like you can't break out of that cycle. Otherwise, what hope are you ever going to have for the future? 
So did you start kind of flipping the script on that and being like, well, if I don't like what I see the next 40 or 50 years currently like, do I need to re-envision my next 40 and 50 years? Like, what would that look like for me to not feel like this, not be in this perpetual Groundhog Day, not feel so overwhelmed and just run down and bored and all the things all at once, like even conflicting emotions, it seems like you were probably having, like, how can you be stressed when you're bored and how can you be all these things? But you kind of were feeling all that. Right. And and it, the thing is, I had to start challenging my beliefs. You're right. I had to challenge how I was feeling because ultimately, you, it's crazy because your mind, like you, know you better than anyone else knows you. So your mind at the same time, it sounds a little weird, but like your mind can play tricks on you the same way because it knows everything about you. It already knows what you're going to think. It already knows what you're going to say. It knows exactly what sells you on something. It knows how to convince you of anything. And so that's a real dangerous place to be in. But when you start questioning the narrative of your own mind, you open yourself up to understanding that that's not the way it's going to go. Just because that's the way it's been going, just because that's the way it's always been, oh, that's just the way we always do things, doesn't mean that that's the way it always has to be. And we always tell people on this program and we tell people we meet all the time that you can change today. Like You don't have to live that way any longer. But most of us are stuck too much in our own heads. But when you start to question yourself and dig a little deeper at why that is, you really can find that there's not a lot of truth in that. And even the truth that's in that is so exaggerated to the point that that's not the way it's going to be. So for me, I had to unpack that and say, okay, I'm unhappy in my job and I feel like I can't go any further. I can't do anything else. I can't be anything else. But at its core, that's just so untrue. Because what I was really doing in that moment is I was putting my job up on a pedestal. Like that was supposed to be the thing that checked all my boxes and filled all my passions across my entire life forever and ever. Amen. And that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, if you're doing that with your partner, if you're doing that with your your job, I mean, whatever you're doing that with, that's a really hard shoes to fill that that's supposed to fulfill you in every single way forever. And I think most of us get stuck in that trap. Like we're unhappy in our job and we don't know where to go. And then we think that, well, then we're just going to be unhappy forever. And it's like, but that job isn't supposed to fulfill every single thing that you need to do. And if it's not fulfilling it, then why isn't it fulfilling it? And what could fulfill it? And what hobbies or other things could you put into your life? What serving opportunities, what things could you do to make that passion come more into focus. Because when you live in that perpetual groundhog day, in that tunnel vision, I think a lot about like a, you know, like a racehorse, it has like the two, it has like the things on its side, giving it the tunnel vision. It can only see what's in front of it. But when you start to kind of take that off and look around you at the environment and the things you can change, the reality is there's a lot you can change. Because like you said, I was sitting there miserable every day. And what did I do? I mean, I didn't do anything. But then it's like, but what sense does that make to sit here? Well, I believe that if I tried anything, I would fail. It wouldn't work out and I'd be right back where I was. But the reality was until I started challenging that, I would have always been back in that place with the cement on my feet planted exactly where I was. 
honestly, the this podcast is a byproduct of your thoughts and feelings on this whole thing. I mean, it was literally the child of your kind of, I don't know, evaluation period, I guess. And once you decided like you were just going to add something to your life and add many more things to your life rather than switch everything, I think that that was one of the coolest things that came out of this is that this Fools in Love podcast was born and from there we kind of made it more. But I really like that, you know, you knew that you had to do something and so you just appeared to me with this idea and we didn't even originally, it wasn't even supposed to be us, it was supposed to be you doing a podcast of who knows what right now. But I love that you were just like, you know, I'm going to try something because I need to try something in order to figure it out more. Like I have to take a step in some direction to know whether that's going to be the right direction. And as long as I'm stepping somewhere, then hopefully I'll figure this out. And I mean, it worked. You don't have the feelings that you used to have. Right. Because to your point, I mean, what, what sense does it make then if you're staying in the same spot and then expecting it to change. Like if you're not taking a step in any direction, then how are you going to expect anything to change for you? And that's a lot of what I think a lot of us fall into. I mean, that's my story and I'd love to hear y'all's story, but the reality is we get stuck in that avenue of saying, well, we don't know what's going to happen or I've tried this before or this really didn't work out or I don't have the support I need or any number of excuses or reasons or rationalizations for why you're not doing it. But at the end of the day, it's you making that decision not to do it. And for me, that was the case. And like you said, the whole metamorphosis of this podcast was based on that. Because what happens when you go out and do something that you really enjoyed and that changed your life? What do you want to do with that information? You want to go out and share it with everyone. Mm -hmm. And so our passion throughout this whole journey is to share with you our struggles, our shortcomings, to hopefully help you not have to fall into the same traps and to get there much quicker than it took us because it took us years of time in this journey. So obviously we've been talking a lot about purpose today and I think it's time that we talk about how you actually find your purpose. And obviously this is different for everyone. It's not going to be the exact same steps and the exact same questions because everyone's journey is different and it should be different because it's uniquely yours. But some of the kind of questions that we've used along the way might be helpful for you. So one of the things that we've really kind of tried to focus on, and I know Brandon and his struggles earlier really wanted to kind of dial into this one is what do you love to do? And I think that sometimes we don't even know. Like, I don't know that you necessarily, Brandon, knew what you love to do and you had to do some work to figure it out. Like, for instance, I've always known that I was a writer, that I love to write. Um, not that I was a writer, that I love to write. But I don't know that you had any like sort of inclination even, but I think that you have to kind of sit with that and feel that out and figure out for yourself, like, what are the things that no matter what I just love that are just a part of me? For me, I could easily say that writing, reading, all those things, and, you know, obviously maybe writing and reading isn't going to be a career and maybe it could, but it just to even have that first question, just to even have that first jumping off point to kind of spur your interest, spark your imagination with where these could go is just what do I love to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, that was a huge roadblock for me because reflecting on that, I I didn't there. I mean, what did I enjoy other than like the surface level things? Like like what did I really enjoy? Like I loved watching sports, but like, I think if I reflect on that, I mean, a lot of like my childhood and life was just sports. Like I like enjoyed playing sports and I like went to school to like be able to play sports. And like, that's just was my mindset on everything. And so 
then when I didn't have that anymore, I feel like I grappled for a lot of years because I didn't really know. I was just kind of floating about doing job and other jobs and I didn't really know what I even love to do. Like if you would have asked me then, hey, what do you really, you know, love to do? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And that's that's a problem. And I think with that, I want to challenge y'all to go a little deeper because what usually happens is you're like, I love to do this or that, or, you know, I really enjoy this or that, whatever it ends up being. But then you're like, but I, I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, you can't, you can't do a job with that. I mean, you can't, you can't go out and do something with that. Okay. But there's teenagers out there making millions of dollars playing video games for other people to watch. So, I mean, if they would have said that, you know, it was just a silly example, but it's like, but it doesn't have to fall into the constructs of what you've always known. Like if it doesn't exist, you can create it. There's people out there every day exploring their passions of stuff that I have zero interest in and they're making a living on it. And so even more importantly than what you love to do is why do you love to do that? Because a lot of times you can ask that surface level question. You're like, okay, well, here's a list of the things I love to do. Okay. But why do you love to do that? What about that excites you? Because you have to dig deeper to get to the root of what we're talking about. Because it's really easy to go through the exercise and say, well, you know, I love sports. I love, you know, (laughs) watching movies and, you know, I love running. Okay. But why do you love to do all those things? And if you want to get to the vision and passion and why, you're going to have to then ask additional questions. And one of the easy ways to do it is you can use like an I want because statement because it really allows you to get to this core and to build a solid foundation to understand you at a deeper level. And basically, it goes really easily. It's I want blank, whatever it is, because blank. And you have to dig deeper on that. When we first started our fitness journey, we were like, I want to start running. Like, I think I want to start running. Well, why do you want to start running? Well, because, you know, I'd like to be healthier. I'd like to, you know, exercise and, and get my mind right. Okay, but why is that important? Well, because I can show up as a better person and a better father and a better husband if I go out and do that thing. Okay, cool. Now we're rolling here. You're getting deeper. You keep asking questions, almost like a two-year-old. Why? 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 <laughs> why? But you do that to yourself and you'd be surprised at how deep you can get. But you don't be reserved with yourself. Really answer the question. We often talk about like looking in the mirror and reflecting, asking yourself the question, not having someone else do it for you. A lot of us like other people to do things for us. This is something you're going to have to do for yourself because at the end of it, if you don't realize your dream and purpose and vision, no one else is really going to care. I mean, frankly, I mean, I know that's real crude and it doesn't, you know, probably motivate you very much, but ultimately no one else is really going to care about your mission, passion, and why more than you, but you got to claim that. And the only way you're going to be able to claim that is is to ask some of these questions. So ultimately, we'll leave you with this. I mean, there's there's a handful of questions that I have here that I just want to leave you with to reflect on because this is going to get you way closer to the place that you want to be. And by all means, reach out to us. You can DM us at the Fools in Love podcast. You can email us at hello at the Fools in Love. If you have additional questions, we'd love to connect with you. But what do you want your life to look like? And not just, you know, well, I want this job or, oh, I'd like to have a vacation home. No, like what do you actually want your life to look like? What would you describe your life like in one sentence? What would you want someone to describe your life like? 
That's a tough question. Think about that. And how, like, how do you want other people to describe you? And I was thinking about when I was thinking about this, it's like, what do you want people to talk about and say about you and tell stories about you at your 80th birthday party? (laughs) What would you like them to be saying about you? How would you like them to be describing you? And are you living in that way right now? Is what you're doing right now and what you're planning for your future going to lead to that happening? Or is it going to lead to an empty birthday party at 80? Is it going to lead to people saying you never really took any risks? You never really pursued your passion. They never really knew what you liked or what you were talking about. He showed up at his job every day. (laughs) Yep. He showed up at his job every day for 40 years, punched the clock, retired, and, you know, went and lived on a beach. I mean, that's if you want the real reality for most people in the world, certainly in the US, that's what they want. They want to come to a job nine to five every day, punch the clock, retire with a good savings and go live on a beach somewhere. That's what most people would say. And listen, that's fine if that's you, but that's probably this is probably not the episode for you. That's right. And so I challenge you to think about some of these questions, to dig deeper and not let yourself off the hook. We're so good at letting ourselves off the hook. But if you really want to dig deep, if you're really serious about this, don't stop at just the surface level questions. You got to be willing to dig deeper and it's going to get uncomfortable and it's going to get a little scary and it might scare other people around you just to be honest, but you got to push forward because if you want to explore why you were placed on this earth, you're going to have to do some work to get there. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 